Welcome to 24 Hour Expert, where we challenge each other to see what we can learn on random topics in just a day. I'm Allie. And I'm Amy. Let's see what we've learned. Hi, Al. Hi, Amy. In full transparency, whether Allie edits it together or not, we've had to start this twice because my puppy is not in the mood for letting us record tonight. So, again, disclaimer, if you hear rustling or whimpering or, in this case, licking because I've distracted him with a lick mat, we're doing our very best. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. But without further ado, what do you think this week's episode is? You literally have no idea. I have no idea. I don't think you told me. Um, I'm going to say... Carrots. Al, it's not carrots, but you're like so close. Oh, really? We're talking about potato chips. Oh my gosh. So like crispy goodness. All right. All right. Yeah. I was at least in the right genre. Genre. Like if you were playing 20 questions, I would say you were halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. I guessed a food. All right. All right. So the most critical question I have for you of the evening is, are you a salty or are you a sweet person? 100% salty. All day. 100% salty. Me too. I like like a cookie, but I like a salted cookie. I'm not a chocolate person. Ice cream for sure. But again, if I had to choose, all day salt. Oh yeah. If I had to give one up forever, I'd give up sweet. I do enjoy sweets. And when I want a sweet, it's usually a very specific type of sweet I'm looking for. But yeah, if I had to choose salt all day. All day. I just, I find that, like, I crave salt, and I very rarely ever crave a sweet. And if I do, it's because it was something really special. But right. anyway, yeah. if you're a sweet person and you're listening to this, I think this is equally fascinating story of potato chips. But you need to know that we're coming from a very salty place. <laughs> so salty. Sounds we're like we're so angry. Salty. I'm not angry. I'm genuinely very excited about this. So what prompted this for me was just an actual curiosity between potato chips and Pringles. So we are going to cover that in this episode because Pringles are not potato chips. They're not classified as such. Oh, all right. Starting with a real fun fact right out of the gate here. Spoiler alert. We're going to get there. I'm going to tell you why. But that is where this all came from. But let's just go into potato chips and start there. Okay. So we're going to start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Also, my toddler's into a couple Julie Andrews songs right now, so I have actually been listening to some of these songs. Oh my goodness, that makes my heart so happy. Honestly, she's got great taste. She does. Okay, so I want to give a big shout out in this episode to the Smithsonian Magazine, because I'm actually going to read you their little story about potato chips, because I think it's so well written, and it covers the history in more of an entertaining way. So... Welcome to Amy's Storytime, brought to you by the Smithsonian Magazine. Oh, okay. Gather around children. So the creator of potato chips is credited to be George Crumb, born George Speck, a 19th century chef of Native and African American descent who made his name at Moon's Lake House in the resort town of Saratoga Springs, New York. As the story goes, one day in 1853, the railroad and shipping magnate Cornelius Vanderbilt was eating at Moon's when he ordered his fried potatoes to be returned to the kitchen because they were too thick. Furious with such a fussy eater, Crumb sliced some potatoes as slenderly as he possibly could, fried them to a crisp, and sent them back out to Vanderbilt as a prank. Rather than take the jester as an insult, Vanderbilt was overjoyed. 
Other patrons began to ask for Crumb's Saratoga chips, which soon became a hit far beyond upstate New York. In 1860, Crumb opened his own restaurant near Saratoga, known as Crumb's House or Crumb's Place, where a basket of potato chips sat at every table. Crumb oversaw the restaurant until over 30 years later. In 1989, a New York Herald writer would call him the best cook in America. Crumb died in 1914, but today's astounding variety of potato chips, from cinnamon sugar Pringles to flaming Hot Dill Picolets, are a tribute to the man American Heritage Magazine called the Edison of Greece. Oh, that is really interesting. Isn't it? I think it was so well written. Also, though, a little bit mistaken here because it did reference Pringles. And we I was know. just going to say I, there's an error, but it was very well written. Pringles are not potato chips. But it was honestly, it just made my heart so happy. So the other reference of potato chips in history that I found was that there is a recipe that dates back to 1817. So slightly before the 1853 timeline of George Crumb. There was an English doctor named William Kitchener who published The Cook's Oracle, a cookbook that included a recipe for potatoes fried in slices or shavings, although not categorized as chips. Okay, okay. So that is the history of chips. I think it is important to call out, and I probably should have done this earlier, so my apologies to those listening. In the instance Right now that we're discussing, chips are crispy fried potato spheres, not French fries, as they are commonly known. Oh, as chips. Yeah. Yeah. So like when we're talking like fish and chips, we're talking fish and French fries, or at least that's how we would refer to it in the U.S. But obviously chips mean something else in like Britain and the U.K. So it's probably too late to clarify that, but just in case we were confused. We're not talking about what we call French fries. Correct. So I did some research and I pulled up the top five chips for the United States. And it did also offer me the top five dips for the United States. So I'm going to share both with you because I find it fascinating. So the number one most popular chip in the United States. Can I guess? Yes. Is it just plain Lay's? Well, it's just brand name, so we haven't gotten into, like, flavors yet. But think of, like, in terms of brands, what's the most popular? I'm going to guess Lay's. It should be better made, but I'm going to guess Lay's. Lay's is on the list, but it's not number one. Really? In another factual inaccuracy, Pringles rates highest in 13 states of the United States. Okay, but not a chip, so it doesn't matter. Not a chip, yes. Well, but according to the very official ranking I found while doing this research... Pringles is number one. Tostitos is number two. With eight Tostitos. Picking them as their favorite. But, does, so this is just chip general, not potato chip. This is chip general. Okay, 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 all right. Although, again, Pringles, not chip. Tostitos chip. Pringles, not Yeah, chip. but not a potato chip. It's a tortilla chip. Totally different category yeah. of chip. But here we sit. Yep, Lay's okay. is number three which is also an eight state. So technically, Tostitos and Lay's tie. Pop chips were both popular in four states. Okay, but again, not potato chips. Those are popcorn. Allie, I'm just reading you the I know, you're ranking. just reading me this. So I'm just saying so far I'm correct with the number one potato chip. You really are because number five is sun chips. At least closer, but again, I would argue <laughs> not chips. Not potato well, chip. Then honestly, Allie, you win because you picked the only potato chip that ranked in the top five. Thank you. 
Thank you not so much. the type of um, list we are going for, guess we are going for, but still, nonetheless. Okay, but actually, very interesting stuff. Yeah. Okay, top five um, dips. Again, they were general categories, not like specific. Number one was guacamole. 15 states chose guacamole as their favorite dip. Understandable. Queso was number two with six states. Understandable. Hummus, number three, six states. Interesting. Okay, good. Spinach and artichoke dip, five states. Also good. And then number five was seven layer dip, seven layer bean dip from four states. I'm surprised French onion dip isn't on this list. French onion dip wasn't on the list. It was on the list. It didn't rank top five. Um, so was ranch, which shocked me that it didn't rank top five. And buffalo chicken dip was on the list, and it did not rank top five. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So who saw that coming? But back to your very important question. What are the top flavors? This is of chip genres as a whole. So I have seven, the top seven. Okay. I, I'm just going to guess flavors. I mean, plain, original, whatever you want to say. Is number one. Good job. Yeah. Barbecue. Is number two. Good job. Sour cream and onion. Is number three. <laughs> I'm on job. fire. Cheddar. Oh, that's number five. So you've missed number four. Okay. Cool Ranch. No. Not uh. on the list. <gasps> not of the seven. Anyhow. Okay. What is number four then? Salt and vinegar. <gasps> oh, I do love salt and vinegar. Okay. Okay. Number six is jalapeno. Surprising. And number seven, in a twist of events, low salt chips. Okay. Gross America, but okay. <laughs> And then other flavors was the category below it, which was like the random ones that Lee's does and all of that type of stuff. Okay, well, Cool Ranch should have been more than low salt. Wow, I agree. Okay. But here we sit. All right, let's talk potato chip drama. Yes, of course. Which is Pringles are not chips. Which is surprising to me. But okay, why? So Pringles actually aren't made with real potato. The recipe calls for dehydrated processed potatoes, and the FDA ruled in 1975 that Pringles could only be called chips if they provided a disclaimer identifying them as potato chips made from dried potatoes. Pringles scrapped the idea and renamed them potato crisps. So they are not chips. Oh, sneaky sneak. Okay. Sneaky sneak. So, since we just did flavors for potato chips let's do pringles potato crisp flavors that are most popular okay. so i bet you can do the top four well i'm assume it's probably like original sour cream is number onion, one barbecue. is number two is number three al you are so good at chip flavors <laughs> um cheddar's probably in there cheddar is number four honestly you should go on the road with this <laughs> i'm like like a chip psychic. <laughs> so chip psychic, now that you've passed cheddar, you're four for four. What's number five? But you got to think, now we really got to think Pringles. Pringles. There is a salt and vinegar Pringles, though. It is on the list, but it's not number five. That's number eight. Okay. Pringles flavors. Is there like a sweet and spicy something? Or salsa? No, but you're getting closer. So five is cheddar and sour cream. Oh, okay. Six is pizza. Pizza. Oh, right. Okay. Seven is ranch. At least ranch made the list. <laughs> and 
and eight is salt and vinegar. Okay. I did pretty good. You did really, honestly, I think that we should have done like high stakes gambling with your knowledge of potato chip flavors. <laughs> like, frankly, that was highly impressive. Thank you. I don't know what that says about me and my chips, but, or crisps, but I do prefer an actual chip or a Pringle, but. What, I know you referenced it, are better made your favorite type of chip? I do like better made, like just for a plain old regular potato chip. Also, if I'm going to do any cooking where you're going to do like a potato chip crust, better made are far superior. They're not quite as oily. I do like Lay's barbecue. Although I was sad when they changed the barbecue to the new barbecue, but now I've gotten used to the new barbecue, so it's okay. I guess I didn't know they changed them. They did. It was several years ago. And then I do like a salt and vinegar chip, but I like salt and vinegar in like a kettle chip, like the big, fat, crunchy ones. Oh, yeah. Now, see, I have to be really in a mood for like a really crunchy chip. I My all-time favorite is also Better Made, but mine is Better Made Barbecue because their barbecue is like zingy and yummy and not sweet oh it is very good i I agree with that my guilty pleasure which probably sounds gross to some people but it's my favorite is french onion dip with better made barbecue chips that sounds delicious anything with french onion dip also i do love a wavy potato chip a wavy potato chip is very good also more sturdy which is true because i have that in our fun fact not to spoil excitement on potato chips right now just love it so much just love it so much but i I don't actually prefer the better made wavy chips. I actually prefer Ruffles when I'm looking for a wavy chip. I do like Ruffles and I do like Lay's wavy. The um, cheddar sour cream Ruffles are also very good. They, they're they in my top five, but I don't buy them very often because they have to be like a special treat to me. I'm not a huge, besides salt and vinegar and barbecue, I'm not like a sour cream and onion or a cheddar or I, I really just love a plain chip, but you know how I feel about potatoes in general, so that shouldn't yeah. be surprising. It's not, but honestly, I should have brought that full circle that we've already covered potatoes, so this was a natural evolution. It is, yeah. All right, well, let's dive into some fun facts. Some of these are a little bit longer than what we would typically categorize as fun facts, but I think they're pretty fascinating in terms of the world of potato chips. And you're the expert, so you can do what you want. That's right. More people should say that to me on a regular basis. I'm the expert. <laughs> I can do what I want. <laughs> Okay, so chips saw a huge uptick during the pandemic. Not surprising. Not surprising. The Krispy Treat enjoyed around a $350 million increase in sales from 2019 to 2020. And the list I found this on put, when the chips are down, it seems Americans gobble them up. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And I had to keep that because it made my heart so happy. Okay, fun fact number two. When the United States entered World War II, potato chips were declared non-essential food. They halted production immediately. Manufacturers balked at the idea and protests convinced the War Production Board to back down. Thanks to these potato chip-loving patriots and their efforts, potato chips sold better during and after the war than they ever had before. Wow, that's interesting. So of the people who are salty and sweet, apparently we've got a good gang of salty people out there willing to fight for the chip. I love it. I love to hear it. So let's talk about some packaging here. Laura Scudder, who had opened a potato chip company in 1926, 
worked hard to find her perfect idea of packaging. Originally made of wax paper that was ironed by hand into grease-resistant packets, she was the first potato chip to have bags that were transportable, for lack of a better term. Oh, okay. So before that, you would go and you would scoop them out of barrels at your store into like a bag that you would take home. So she's the first that packages them independently for transport. And probably a lot less broken chips. And probably a lot less broken chips. So let's talk about a lot less broken chips. Potato chip bags are only partially filled for what reason? Because they need air so that when they ship them, they don't all get crushed. Correct. The additional space adds cushioning to prevent breakage. The bags are also pumped full of nitrogen, which helps keep the product fresher before opening. Oh, nitrogen. I did not know that. Fun fact. Definitely fun fact. All right. Let's talk about crunchy versus crispy, because you did touch on this in terms of what your preferences are. I am not a big kettle chip fan because they are too crunchy, and the sound kind of bothers me when I eat them. Professor William E. Lee of the University of South Florida may be the world's top potato chip scientist. After years spent studying the unique crunch of potato chips and other salty snacks, by the early 90s, Lee had established himself as the authority on what makes a chip satisfying to bite into. Lee had found that the sound of chomping on chips contributes to the pleasure you get from your snack. In the study, Analysis of Food, Crushing Sounds During Mastication, that's the name of his research he found that chip he found that chip eaters maximize the amount of sound they're creating with each bite eaters who wore headphones that kept them from hearing the crunch of their chips grew bored with the snack more quickly one more important thing is that crunchy tends to produce louder sounds and much longer lasting sensation they are generally still hard after 10 chews like a tortilla chip for example Okay. Crispy textures, on the other hand, last only a few bites and result in a much higher pitch noise. Interesting. Hmm. And also for those who may not know, mastication means eating. Mastic- I'm sorry, I should have processed that. Yes, his findings are analysis of food crushing sounds during mastication. You can read it online if you'd like to. Very interesting. Very interesting. Also, what I'm hearing... Is if I want to reduce the amount of snacks I'm having, just to put on headphones, because it'll be less enjoyable and I'll get bored. Exactly. Okay. I think that's a great finding. Okay. Last couple fun facts before we wrap up this episode. On September 13th, 2013, Quarker's Crisp set a new world record for the longest, not the longest, the largest single bag of potato chips. The bag measured 18 feet tall and comfortably housed more than 2,515 pounds of chips. All of the chips were cooked in a single batch per Guinness World Records regulations, which was over a 17-hour period. Holy cow. Yeah. And our last fun fact is that the wavy chip, which we both agree is a great chip, is actually an engineering marvel. In response to consumers who wanted a heftier chip that wouldn't break, Manufacturers introduced the Ruffle chip, which is a full four times thicker than a standard chip and a whole lot sturdier. There you go. Dip lovers you unite go. over dip the Ruffle. Dip lovers unite, which apparently ranches in there. Or French onions. I really think we should do a dip episode at this point, but that really could go on for ages. There's probably so many dips. 
And I feel like there'd be things on the list that I would argue about, like, mm, that's not a dip. But it'd be one of those things why I can't explain why it's not a but dip. But it's just not. But I also think, like, potato chips are not the right vehicle for all dips. Like, I would argue I wouldn't dip a chip in hummus. I'm more of, like, a carrot, celery, no. cracker gal on hummus. So. At least, I mean, a pita chip maybe, but not a potato chip. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have for you on potato chips this week. Well, you never know what I'll come back with next. But for now, thanks for letting me talk at you. Do it that what you will. If you have any comments, corrections, suggestions, or fun facts of your own, you can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. It's also our website, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us there. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified of future episodes.